time the 95th quack cast i am doing a bunch of podcasts in a row getting caught up from vacation and covering my partner and a period of time where my computer was broken <laughs> so sad i must say that i listen to a lot of books on tape and i'm impressed with anyone who can do a 20 or 30 hour recording it is hard doing a 20-minute podcast. It is brain-numbingly difficult to keep your consistency up, which, of course, I don't do when doing something like this. So this one is the 95th Quackcast, and it's called The Spirit of Saint-Louis Renault. Oh, I love my French accent, don't you? Summertime is finally here in Oregon, and I will confess that I have spent a little time podcasting. The sun is out, my kids are out of school and home from college, and really, who wants to spend their time podcasting when you could be on the golf course or at the beach? I say this as a mea culpa for what follows. One of the saving graces in medicine is just how hard it is to harm people and how much trauma humans can withstand and survive. When I am on call for my partner, I cover a level one trauma ICU. And the hallway leading to the unit is lined with photographs of some of the trauma survivors. Over the years, I have helped take care of many of these patients. And I remember the extent of the injuries and the intensity of care required to pull them through. Most of the survivors are young. It is the young who have the physiologic reserve to deal with the stress of injuries and their consequences. Still, Human physiology is amazingly resilient, especially when there are no comorbid conditions to interfere with healing. With a little, and sometimes with a lot, of support, I am constantly amazed at what people can sometimes survive. Modern medicine can pull people through who would certainly have died 20 years ago. There are two ways, of course, to hurt people, probably more than that. What you do and what you do not do. The harms of commission and omission. Harm can be obvious with surgery. Oops, sorry, I left my watch in there. I definitely do not have what it takes to be a surgeon. Or you can prescribe a medicine with a known side effect. Most scams, by doing nothing, are not prone to this sort of harm. Chiropractic and acupuncture are the notable exceptions, but even then it is hard to tear the occasional vertebral artery or drop a lung unless the patient is extraordinarily unlucky. Of course, one of the things you learn in medicine is that occasionally someone is going to be extraordinarily unlucky and has a rare, but not unexpected, complication of an intervention, scam or otherwise. When people ask what is the harm of a given scam, I am often left pointing to rare events from sins of scam commission or talking about the financial and emotional costs of therapies that can't work and don't work. And those are hard to measure. I suspect that the sins of scam omission are equally uncommon, since few people rely on scams alone for their health care. Most people integrate their nonsense with standard health care, so going without real medicine is unusual, or so I suspect. I still see the occasional case where the patient, for financial reasons, decides to go without any health care at all and presents with a preventable but fatal stroke or heart attack or in-stage age. If they had lived in a society with a reasonable health care system, 
they would have not died young from the Hobson's choice that is American health insurance. Relying solely on scam therapies as a substitute for standard medical therapy, it's not a wise course of action. Real medicine can be dangerous and uncomfortable, but it is effective. Relying on magic reliably leads to progression of illness and death. My second favorite computer, ORAC, routinely discusses the consequences on relying on scam for treatments for cancer. And they die of cancer. There are other high-profile cases who die from either denying their disease or opting for alternative therapy. More often than not, most people die from alternative medicine quietly and unknown outside their local friends and family. It would be difficult to document how often harm occurs from sins of scam omission. It is hard to hear the dog that didn't bark. A recent example of the sins of omission and commission occurred in Canada. There is a company in Canada, True Hope, that sells supplements for the treatment of mental health diseases. They treat depression, bipolar disease, and anxiety. Health Canada has warned against their products and has unsuccessfully tried to prevent its sale. Jordan Ramsey is the schizophrenic who stopped his medication and substituted True Hope products from his parents. It did not go well, as suffering a worsening of his disease, he then beat his father to death and severely injured his mother. The judge laid the blame on True Hope. Quote, In her ruling, Judge Deborah Klugman blamed the Ramsey family's decision to replace Jordan's psychiatric drugs with what purport to be mentally therapeutic multivitamins for contributing to the fatal attack. The accused was not taking his sorely needed medication at the time of his offenses, or at least not in the recommended dosage, Klugman ruled, referring to the testimony of Ramsey's psychiatrist, Dr. Leanne Meldrum. His parents had unilaterally decided to reduce the dosage a couple of weeks before the night in question, and then replaced the medication with power vitamins, end quote. It is sad, but not unusual, for reliance on alternative therapies to result in poor outcomes. The website whatstheharm.net is a depressing litany of the consequences of preferring fantasy to reality. Here is the point where somebody will mention that the number of deaths from medicine is worse, as if somehow that justifies the use of magic. As an update, with the aggressive use of science and applying it to patient care, since April 2008, Legacy Health where I work and am part of the infection control program, has reduced combined infections by 56.5%. And that has equated to 360 preventable deaths, 1,600 prevented infections, and 12 million in avoided costs. Not a bad application of science and medicine. I ask again, does anyone, anyone, know of any quality initiatives in the world of alternative medicine that have led to a decrease in morbidity and mortality. I'm waiting. Scams, of course, do not work that way. As one naturopath said, quote, I love having a medical philosophy, naturopathy, that is clear and consistent and does not shift. I love being able to look at new approaches that may come along and to ask myself, 
Is that within the bounds of the philosophy I so embrace? And if not, then let go. It is easy to be loyal and dedicated to an elegant philosophy. End quote. You know, right now I'm actually listening to Gone with the Wind. I've always wanted to read all the classics of American literature. And so I have the audible version of Gone with the Wind, and it's quite entertaining. It's interesting how the South, though, continues to hang on in this book to their philosophy. But there's no sense in letting reality intrude upon your naturopathic alternative philosophy. Trofrem Lysenko would have been an alternative medicine provider rather than Stalin's chief agriculturist if he were alive today. It's not reality with all its limitations that are important. It's following your philosophy. The column where I learned about the True Hope case was a litany of the failures of regulation and healthcare systems to stop the sale of products that could harm people or are a worthless substitute for effective medical care. The author, Marvin Ross, is understandably irate and angry and that this has occurred, and he demands an explanation. Quote, Health Canada told the province that it licensed the company to use several nutritional supplements but does not allow them to claim them as a cure for schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Well, Health Canada has been well aware of their making those claims since at least 2000, and making those claims is illegal. Where have they been? Leanne Ramsey and her family and all Canadians deserve an investigation that she is demanding. Why the tragedy that befell her family was allowed to happen needs to be explained and the cause rectified. I agree with her and hope she gets it, end quote. I hate to admit it, but I laughed when I first saw the article, although I laughed before I read the content. One of my favorite scenes is in the movie of Casablanca, where Louis closes Rick's place. Rick, how can you close me up? On what ground? Renault, I'm shocked, shocked to find gambling is going on in here. Employee of Rick's handing Renault money. You're winning, sir. Renault, oh, thank you very much. Everyone, out at once. It is the second best example of bald-faced hypocrisy and greed ever. The source, the editorial, the Huffington Post, or as my second favorite computer, ORAC, likes to call it, that wretched hive of scum and quackery. Their headline says, Did alternative medicine lead to murder? End of headline. Really? The Huffington Post has their knickers in a twist over a bad outcome from alternative medicine? The same Huffington Post that, I suppose without any irony, ran a piece saying, I believe is not good policy. Where else might we apply the I don't believe analysis? How about I don't believe I'll be in a car wreck so I won't wear my seatbelt and I'll turn off my airbags? Really? No way. I'd be ticketed for not wearing a seatbelt. Why? Because I don't believe doesn't prevent accidents. It's why we want every man, woman, and child in this country to have affordable health care because I don't believe I'll get sick doesn't mean diddly. The Huffington Post has done more to promote the I don't believe philosophy than any of the other more or less standard web news sites. Above all, when it comes to alternative medicine, the Huffington Post promotes the philosophy of I believe. 
if you search the Huffington Post website, you get mostly favorable, credulous returns covering the gamut of the medically ridiculous. They have 1760 hits for homeopathy, 137 for naturopathy, 3,520 for acupuncture, 14,700 linking vaccines and autism, 121 on energy medicine, 29 on applied kinesiology, etc., etc. I will admit that that does include comments in the search, but really, there's few places that promote wackiness as much as the Huffington Post, and they're getting upset because alternative medicine killed somebody? Please. There have been multiple entries at Science-Based Medicine about the medical content of the Huffington Post. Reality-based medicine? Not their strong point. Nonsense will thrive where it received nourishment, and the Huffington Post is an all-you-can-eat buffet. Captain Louis Renault is a better metaphor than I originally suspected. It is curious when a website that promotes the kind of nonsense that leads to bad outcomes is the same website that decries the same nonsense. I'm shocked, shocked to find alternative medicine is going on in here. I doubt that one reality-based entry is unlikely to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And so ends the 95th Quackcast. Stay tuned, I'm about to do the 96th.